honestly answer this question. Guarantee what? Say do, it. Do you think Des Bryant will blow up on Sean Payton? I think Des Bryant will, will blow up on no, Bill no, no, Belichick. No, no, no. Do you think he will? You think he? You think yes. in the right situation yes. with the right coach and the right organization, he'll still he'll still blow up? Yes. That's absolutely ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Welcome to Boston the Brew. It's your boy Q, joined by the man Jake Jones. Quentin. What's good? Man? Great to see you again, buddy. Oh my gosh. We back again. Two podcasts in one Two week. Two in a week? Yo. Let's go. We've turned over We're another. Moving. We moving. Leave. Wednesday, November 6th. Or is it the 7th? It's what the 7th. It? It's the 7th. November yeah. 7th. We're here in the studio. And uh, boy, a lot on tap. Not Actually, not a lot, but a very substantial subjects that need to be discussed. Okay. I like that. We got Duke basketball last night. They did their uh-huh. thing. And boy, do they look impressive. Did they ever. You got Des Bryant joining the NFC contending super bowl contending saints and then to finish it all off we got a probably the best thursday night match that we've had in a while here. yeah or in, in a, a while. while um you got the pittsburgh steelers versus the carolina panthers so without further ado did you watch the game last night did i Quinn, Yo. Quinn. i watched the game and then by the time it was about three four five minutes left Quinn, i turned it off i didn't want to watch it anymore i, I definitely agree i didn't want to watch it anymore i wouldn't watch it either it wasn't even competitive at one point last night Duke had scored 100 points And I was like Wow this team is talented Then I looked at the remaining time And it was 10 minutes left in the game 10 minutes Last night Duke won 118 84 Worst loss of John Calipari's Wildcat tenure It looked like Alabama versus Arkansas State It looked State like the Harlem Globetrotters It was terrible it looked, like, it looked like what Golden State does Every single night To any team they go against So um, 60 of the points Purdue came to the paint, 43 uh, field goals, 22 assists, only four turnovers. Zion Williamson, R.J. Barrett, Cam Reddish combined for 83 points. They almost single-handedly outscored Kentucky. R.J. had 33, Zion had 28, Cam Reddish 23. And we didn't we didn't even say anything about um, Trey Jones. No, we didn't even say anything about what's his name, Jack White. Is it Jack White? I gotta get that right. But we didn't we didn't say anything about those guys. Jake, what were, what were your initial takeaways from this Duke team? Are they ready to be number one in the nation? Well, as of now, give them the number one. Number After one. that performance, give them the number one. But the thing that you know I, that I did for the first time that, that I've never done after watching basketball, first of all, was compliment a Duke basketball team. I'm not there a big Duke go. fan. I had to give them a compliment. Compliment though. my man. But the other thing that I did was I sincerely believed and do believe that this team has the possibility to go undefeated. In a single season, I've seen that swirling around. Do you really believe this team is really undefeated? I mean, they took down a team that was ranked number two in the country. Now I know that a lot of people had doubts about Kentucky. That's what which I'm they saying. They did. I'm they on said that they side. didn't have a star. They said it was kind of just more of a group effort with a lot of guys. But they were still ranked number two before the season started for some reason. Yeah, that is true. And to take down a number two team in that fashion, that easily. It was a clinic. Yeah. It wasn't even close. It didn't even look like they were playing at number two last night. No. It's ridiculous. And the fact that they're ranked number four in the country. Who are the three teams in front of them? I know this one, but who are the other two? I think it was Kentucky was number one. No, Kansas number one. Yes. Kentucky was number two. Number three was Gonzaga. Oh, my god. Number four was Duke. Duke. And yeah. number five was, I believe, UVA. Wow. Wow. Yeah, Michigan State was 10. That's also something. They lost Miles Bridges. But anyway, that's beside the point. I just, I th- I'm thinking on both sides of this argument. I do believe this team is really, really, really talented. I think this is one of the deepest teams that um, Coach K has ever had. And um, if you watch one, if you watch SportsCenter at any time when they're talking about Duke, they have this one clip um, discussing. It was Coach K, and he was talking to his players. He said, the ability to make the standalone, the spot-up three-point shot. If you can hit the spot-up three-point shot, 
you will win 99% of the time. This team not only can finish in the paint, but everybody, wherever they've come from, they haven't been, Zion has been known for as a great shooter. Archie has never been a great shooter. Cam Reddish has been an okay shooter. All of them are hitting their shots. And then you got this, these guys on the bench. They can all fill it up off the bench. It's ridiculous. I just read the stat. Zion, uh, Cam, and RJ took 53 shots last night. Guess how many they made? 40. 30 of them. Dang. That was close enough. 57% last night on this. Sh- it, it's crazy. Trey Jones, he he did thing at point. At Everybody's point contributing. Seven Everyone's assists. contributing to this team. Seven assists, no turnovers. And this, this is bring, opening night. Quinn, this brings up a question that I have for you. What does this, how does this, you know, how does watching this team last night, how does it make you feel about the one and done rule? Now, me personally, I've always felt, you know, some of the best players we have in the NBA today didn't go to college. I mean, let's look at it. LeBron James didn't go to college. Michael Jordan didn't go to college. Oh, I, I said Michael. Whoa. Whoa. Let you me, meant Kobe, didn't you? I meant Kobe Come Bryant. On, hey, bro. But if you want to be technical, UNC, I mean, baby. basically the same player. I mm-hmm. mean, but anyway, you know, some of the greatest players that we have in our in our in our time didn't go to college. So um I think this is something that the NCAA and the NBA, and I'm I, I, they're definitely discussing it. Um, but I mean, if you're looking at NCAA basketball, what are they going to do with Zion not being there if RJ wasn't there? If these, I don't think they would freely, you know, try to be. And I don't even think it's their. Is it the NBA's decision or is it the NCAA's decision? The NCAA can make whatever rules they want. Okay. See, I think it's just a lot of gray hairs here that, you know, we don't really know enough about who's making the decisions and what decision can be made. But, of course, you know I'm always on the side of a young boy. Get your money. Yeah. Zion has been looking like he's been NBA ready for a long time. I mean, he's been a man amongst boys. He is 6'7", 285 pounds. And can move like a a point guard almost. That's ridiculous. You know Boban Marjanovic? Yeah. Extra tall dude in L.A.? Mm Mm-hmm. He's 7 feet tall, 280 pounds. Zion is 5 pounds heavier and 6'7", in height, and flies to the sky. It's ridiculous. He's literally a man amongst boys. It's absolutely ridiculous. What do you feel about well, Quinn, the Yeah, the thing, the thing that I wanted to say about this rule pretty much and what I just want to say about college basketball in general is, you know, it's really tough because you have these kids that play basketball their entire lives, and AAU is so big now. Kids are becoming so good at basketball at a young age. I mean, even the best players in the NBA now are rookies and sophomores <clears throat> in the game, and they're already leading their teams. Yeah. Um, but the way I feel is if a kid wants to go to college, that's great. You know, they play for a college team. It's so competitive. The tournament is great. But it's a shame watching these kids play for only one year mm. because you think about how good teams can teams can get and how bad they can get after these players leave because you it's hard to build a team. You know, think about the teams that aren't the Dukes or the UNCs or the Villanovas mm-hmm. who aren't getting those five-star recruits that can build up their team. And for that one year, they can give them everything they got and, and, and just create a, a team that go all the way to the championship. Yeah. They have to, these other teams have to build their teams the normal way. You recruit a kid and he's there for you for four years and you coach him for four years and turn him into the best player he can be. But this doesn't happen with these other top teams because all they're doing is getting the best players out of high school. You come here for one year, I swear, you know, I'll make you the best player and I'll send you to the NBA right away. You can get your money. You can do what you got to do. Right. And I just wish that there was some sort of different rule. I, I even wish that they were there for just two years. Mm-hmm. I just think it would make college basketball so much better. But then if you look at the other side, then the NBA is hurting because they're waiting even longer to get these kids in the league. So it's really tough. I mean, I wish something could happen about it sooner so because you- I really do hate just seeing these kids in, in, in 
in the NCAA for one year. I really do. So what do you think about the amateur route? You know, I mean, LeVar has the JBA that he's trying to develop. I know the NBA just started doing select contracts in the G League. I mean, those are all great and all, but the way I feel is that if you think you're good enough to go to the pros out of high school, go. Yeah. Do it. Mm -hmm. And if not... Then go to college, but I don't like them going to school for one year. I need I need a rule to change to be two or three years. Four years would be great. But if you if you truly do think you're good enough to go to the NBA, go do it. Go, go get do what money. you have to do. Go get your some. money, like you said. And I think that with this rule of them being able to play for only one year now, kids are seeing it as a way for them to be nationally televised mm-hmm. and show off their game mm-hmm. at a national level, play in one of the biggest tournaments in the world. Yeah, very true. And it's helping them get to the NBA. So. There's a lot I can talk about on this subject, but... I mean, but when you really think about it, like, talk, let's, let's talk a little bit about it. Going to college, these guys that all they do, it's just like a trade. Like, if I if all I wanted to do in my life is be a doctor, I would have to take those steps to be a doctor. I have to go to school. I have to educate myself. If all I wanted to do in my life is cut hair, I would just cut hair all day long. If all these players want to do is play basketball, and they practice playing basketball day in and day out, that's all they want to do, then why not? Because they're going to college. I mean, let's be honest. Ben Simmons didn't turn in a paper when he was in at LSU. These players are not learning anything, especially these one and done players. So just let them go. This is their career. This is what they want to do with their lives. They want to do with their careers. Just let them chase it. And I think that's what Adam Silver was saying. He was saying these guys need an avenue, especially the guys that just want to play basketball and that's all they want to do. If they want to make that decision, whether it whether they do succeed or not, that's their choice to make. But if they want to go straight from high school to the NBA, then I think they should have that ability to do so. I do too. I do. But the thing is, it's very good for the players themselves individually, and it's very good for the NBA. Yeah. But the people that hurt from it are the NCAA. Yeah. Because not only are you losing the kid after a year, but then you have all these scandals coming together. Yeah. You know, coaches want the top recruit. All right, well, hey, how about throwing a little bit of money? Throw some That'll make you come there. Yeah. And a, a, a young 17-year-old kid, 18-year-old kid looking at some money, you know, I'll be there for one year and get out there and no one will know, anything, know a thing. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a very scary situation because it's turning more into a scheme, you know, than anything. It's not really college. They're not They're not in college. They're, they just put a jersey on that has a name on it and they play. And they play. It's so like a glorified it's AAU tough. Game. Yeah, it's tough. It's really tough. But I do have faith that something soon will will come of it. And honestly, it's just it's really fun just watch, just being able to enjoy these kids play for their one year and and see how good they really are. And then next year we can all see them in the NBA and see yeah. you know were they truly good enough to do what they can do. And I think we're already seeing that this year. And the NBA so far is going great. There's a lot of rookies that are playing well, and there's yeah. a lot of sophomores that are already emerging into some veteran-type players. So Absolutely. it's really exciting. Basketball is a sport that has grown to become so large, and right now I think we're seeing some of the best basketball players ever yeah. ever play the game. Absolutely. Now before we move on, just to end this segment, here are some of the guys that did not go to college and went to the league. Tell me if these names you know ring a bell. Kevin Garnett, Kobe Bryant, Jermaine O'Neal, Tracy McGrady, Rashard Lewis, Tyson Chandler. Amari Stoudemire, LeBron James, Dwight Howard, Andrew Bynum. Those are just a little bit, of, a few of the guys. Lou, you got your Lou Williams, your Monte Ellis, your Thon Maker, most recently, a Fernie Simmons. That's the guy I was talking about earlier. Fernie Simmons did not go to college. He's on the Portland Trailblazers now. He went to IMG Academy. So I still don't know how a Fernie pulled that off. I have to do some more research personally to see how he did that. My little boy, Blake, uh, shout out to Blake, my little brother. He he pointed that out to me. A Fernie Smith from, went from IMG and got drafted and is at the Portland Trailblazers. So I gotta do some more research on that. But um, changing gears here, Des Bryant is back in the NFL and he's joining a league's top Super Bowl contender, the New Orleans Saints. Um, 
one-year deal. Salary has not been announced yet. <sighs> Quentin, what do you think about this? It's it, a big deal, right? It, uh, no? Yes. Yes, but no. I mean, it's a big deal because it's Des Bryant. Okay. It's his name, you know. All the drama, all the stuff he pulls on the sideline, you know, wanting the ball, this and that, all he did in Dallas. It's all about him. You know, the name rings a bell to everybody. It's exciting when he's in the league. Mm-hmm. But do I think he's going to make a difference on this Saint teams, uh-huh. on this Saints team? No, I don't. Really? Because the team they already have is already good enough. They're already a Super Bowl contending team. And last year, Des Bryant didn't catch a single touchdown. He hardly did anything for why, that team why, besides whine watch out, Jake. and cry watch out. and talk bad about his own teammates. It's a situational thing, though. And but I'm glad we he also He also hasn't played a game in seven months. He could say, yeah, I've been keeping in shape, but he hasn't been on the field in seven months. He hasn't played the game of football in seven okay, months. Okay, well, let's get the elephant out of the room. But also, Quentin, Jake, like I said, go ahead. This Saints team is already good enough to go to the Super Bowl. So when I get better. So if they bring him in here, it's almost like a test. Like, you know what? I don't even care if he doesn't do that good. He can be on the bench for all that matters. He, he's not going to play very much on Sunday. We know that. He's going to kind of eat his way into, in, into this team. Oh, absolutely. Don't expect Because he can, learn he can either be a potential number two wide receiver on this team or just a guy to uh, follow the rest of their footsteps and maybe get a ring on his finger by the end of the year. Well, if we're being completely honest, when's the last time Des Bryant had a competent quarterback to throw him the ball? Rookie year, uh, Dak Prescott. Exactly. So the last time he really, if we really want to talk about it. So the last time he really had a quarterback Tony Romo was Tony, was Tony Romo. Come on. So, and I'm, I'm reading the stat here. They're saying the last, the last six seasons, after three straight seasons of at least 1,200 receiving yards, total touchdown. Des Bryant has been held under 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns each of the past three, missing combined 10 games in that time. I look at that and I say, well, he didn't have a quarterback. He had a situation in Dallas that look how they just lost to Tennessee. The situation is toxic. They haven't been good in a long time. They haven't won a playoff game in a very long time. This team, the whole situation, Jerry Jones, all that circus, Jason Garrett is not a good coach, not a competent coach. He has never been in a situation like this with a better quarterback. Look what happened to Josh Gordon. Well, look what's happening to Josh Gordon. The Patriots took a chance on him, a guy that is not a locker room guy, a guy that's a selfish guy. And last Sunday, he came together against the Packers where it's starting to look like, okay, he's easing back into things. He's looking like the number one target that Tom Brady needs. So you give Des Bryant a head coach, a very a Hall of Fame head coach in Sean Payton. You give him a Hall of Fame quarterback, 39 years old, still has some gas in the tank, and Drew Brees. And you put him beside Michael Thomas, who's a top, top five receiver in the league right now, maybe. And then you also, their second leading receiver is a running back. Alvin Kamara is their second leading receiver. He's a running back. This does not do anything but help Des Bryant. He's in a great situation. He's playing in the Superdome. He doesn't have to be outside. He doesn't have to play for a Green Bay when he's freezing his butt off every day. He's playing in the Dome. He played in Dallas. That's, no, I'm saying out of all the, he could have went to Cleveland. He could have went to Buffalo. Oh, he out, of play, he out of teams, go, he could have okay, went to. He's okay. in a Dome. Yep. He's, he's in a Dome in a great situation, a great fan base, Super Bowl contending team, mm-hmm. great coach, great weapons around him where he doesn't even have to be the first option. He might even be the third option. This team is so talented. There's a lot of pressure and expectation taken away from him. He can ease his way through, cruise, give to the team that needs to be great. given to, and go to the Super Bowl. This is all great. Win a ring. And this is the all very true. Bryant. This is all very true. This is up. all very true. But Ain't I know no you're, I know no you're comparing him to to, uh, to Josh Gordon. The Josh Gordon situation was he was getting in trouble doing some dumb things. He was lazy. He still wasn't playing football. He wasn't doing nothing, nothing right. He wasn't playing football. Des Bryant's situation was, you know, he would come to practice. He would do what he had to do. But mentally, I mean, he's a hothead. 
How do you know that if he goes into New Orleans and doesn't get the targets that he wants, I he won't blow up and I get mad? I guarantee. I guarantee. Honestly, answer this question. Guarantee what? Say do, it. Do you think Des Bryant will blow up on Sean Payton? I think Des Bryant will, will blow up on no, Bill no, no, Belichick. No, no, no. Do you think he will? You think he? You think yes. in the right situation yes. with the right coach and the right organization, he'll still he'll still blow up? Yes. That's absolutely ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Oh my ridiculous. God. He's been out of a job for long enough to where he's played the market. He's gotten to an opportunity where he can find a team that is, is the best fit for him. A young coach in Baker Mayfield in a, in a recovering organization or an aspiring to be recovered organization in Cleveland was not going to do anything for him. Hugh Jackson wasn't going to tell him what to do. He would have blew up on Hugh Jackson. He went to a situation with Hall of Fame pieces, a Hall of Fame supporting cast. He's not going to disrespect the team. He's going to get him where he fits in. And because he has so much talent around him, he's going to get the ball when need be. He's just here to help the team win. And this is going to revive his career because the more he plays, the farther they go in the playoffs. If they get to the Super Bowl, he performs. Now, that one-year deal turns into, wow, he still has some gas in the tank. Maybe we should we bring him back next year, or now we've made him good enough to go get a contract this somewhere is a else. One, this is a one-year deal in the Saints no matter what. No matter what. No not, matter what. Not true. Not true. Not true. He's getting back on his feet. Not true. If That's he, it. If he performs, if he performs and helps his team win the Super Bowl, they won't bring him back. They won't bring him back. Especially with Drew Brees only has what two years left in him. You got to keep those pieces around. Kamara, Michael Thomas. Whoa. You got to keep those pieces around. Two, two three, two to three years left in him. Mm. A prime of this level, at this caliber of football, two to three years left. Don't think he'll blow up on that on that organization. I think it's a great, great move for both the Saints and Des Bryant. The best move for him, especially because he waited so long to get in the situation and he picked a team that can – oh, and they play Dallas. When? They play Dallas November something. Let me check. Is it the 24th? They play Dallas soon. Let me look it up real quick. And, Jake, you know, say something while I'm looking this up. Say something that you got to talk about. Well – you know, the only thing else I got to say about Des Bryant is, was he ever, like, when was the last time he was actually good, Quentin? When he had a like competent quarterback. Like four years ago or something? When he had a competent quarterback, yes. When he had a talented quarterback. So how do you know he's even going to come in here and be able to catch a football? Come on, Quentin. Are you serious? He may not even be a player anymore. He, he may not even know how to run a route anymore. That's crazy. I don't even know if he's going to be, be a good player Jake, at that, all. That's ridiculous. He might even get benched. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Can we? You're very bold today. Mm. I don't know what you're on, but you're very bold. The next time these two teams face off is on November 29th, 820. That's a Thursday night football game on Fox. So be on the lookout for that now to finish off this show. Thank you. Thank 18, you. Thank 18 you. minutes in. Ooh. That's a, good, that's a good tempo we got going here. We got Wait, Who's playing Thursday night? Thursday night matchup between some two very talented teams. Yes. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes. In the midst of all that drama, they are really, they're trending up, up. They're one of the hottest teams in the NFL right Very now. Very hot. But and you know, they're playing against another one of the hottest teams the in the NFL Carolina right now. Carolina Panthers and Christian McCaffrey and Cam Newton, that team, 6-2, and two, Pittsburgh, 5-2-1. Jake, who's winning this game on Thursday? All right, all right, all right. Got to calm down after that last Yeah, week. calm yourself down because you're looking a little all right, hot and bothered. So, this game is going to be key. Because the winner of this of this game to me is going to show who's going to do better come the postseason, come the playoffs. Because these two teams are both kind of teams that are they're on the cusp. They're both getting a lot better right now. Mm-hmm. And as they head into the playoffs, it's going to show kind of what their standing is compared to the rest of the league. 
Now the Steelers. We talked a lot about the Steelers earlier this year. I've, I always hate on the Steelers when I talk about them. That's true. Yeah, we know. But the defense that I used to hate on and talk so much, you know, some dirt on, put dirt on their name, all that. Their last four games, they ha- are averaging only giving up 18 points. Hmm. Hmm. And so, to me, that shows that because of the way that the offense is playing and that they're coming together without Le'Veon Bell and they don't really care what he does, the whole team's kind of coming together even stronger now after that. Because now the defense is playing some ball. And yeah. the defense used to never play any ball. Yeah. So if the Steelers' defense can come in clutch this Thursday and hold up Cam the Man and Young McCaffrey, they, they can win this game easy. But it's not going to be that easy. Exactly. Because Cam Newton is the hottest quarterback in the NFL right now. And Christian McCaffrey is coming off of one of his best games of his career last week. Yeah. And they're ready to come into Pittsburgh and do some damage. Because they're tired of it, Quentin. The Panthers have been, ever since they went to the Super Bowl and they lost and Cam was all mad, they haven't been that good. They haven't even really done anything. They haven't been. But this year, I can see this team getting back to where they once were. Which is? And making a making a deep playoff run. Deep playoff run and getting stopped. Led by Cam the man. Oh, they're going to lose to the Saints if they make a deep playoff run. So I'm, just NFC I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay, be careful. I'm just saying. But overall, this game is going to be one of the most exciting games of the week. It's going to start off the weekend just perfectly. Beautiful Thursday football. And what I got for you, Quentin Mayo, is the Steelers up 24-21, two-minute drill. Cam Newton has the ball. Take it down the field. Christian McCaffrey runs in there from 10 yards. Panthers win 28-24. What is up with every prediction that you do on this show having to deal with a late second, last-minute, two-minute drill drive? Because like, it's true. That's all you do. You say, he's going to drive him down the field. Okay, uh, I think I've left. done it twice, and field I believe goal. the two times I said it, it actually it happened. Okay. Wow. What is that, Quentin? That's being right, boy. I don't know. So tell me what you think. Tell me what you think. All I'm saying is, mm-hmm. Cam Newton's completing almost 70% of his passes this year. Ooh. Cam Newton has thrown for 1,893 yards. Wow. He's thrown 15 touchdowns. Mm. How many interceptions, Jay? Three. Four interceptions mm. on the season. I knew it. And he's got backup. Don't, don't forget, he got three touchdowns on, the, on his feet. But he's helped out this year. He has Kristen. McCaffrey, 109 attempts, 502 yards, and three touchdowns. Hey, shout out DJ Moore, UMD, though, for real. DJ Moore. DJ Moore, UMD, UMD repping. put on a show last week with that little double reverse, whatever mm-hmm. that was. We like to see all that. Shout out. We love UMD love around here. Um, Let me be very, very, very clear about what's going to happen on Thursday night. Oh, my gosh. Let me be clear. You know? You know what's happening? The Panthers, they're heating up. The Pittsburgh Steelers are in the midst of a heat up. Mm-hmm. They have a player returning named Le'Veon Bell. If he no, returns, they, they don't. Whenever he's coming back, they, don't. they, don't. they have a situation. But here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna say that the Steelers win this game. Dang it! Steelers are gonna win this game, and here's why. Cam is a terrible, terrible quarterback when under pressure. The Redskins gave not to say the Redskins give many blueprints. But when they beat the Carolina Panthers early this season, they put a lot of guys in his face. That pass rush, that pass rush of the Redskins got to camp. He threw a lot of errant passes. He gave Josh Norman his first interception on the season. In the midst of all the Josh Norman slander from what happened to him against the Saints. When this team is faced, specifically camp, with a lot of pass rush, a lot of, a lot of attention, 
on their front four, the Panthers can't succeed. They don't do well. The Pittsburgh Steelers probably have the best, if not the best, pass rush in the NFL right now. Out of nowhere. And don't look. But their defensive backfield, their secondary, has also picked up their level of play. This defense is now ranked sixth in the NFL. Their offense is seventh. You already know about the offense. They're sixth in passing in the NFL. The reason the Steelers win this game is because they make Cam extremely uncomfortable. And uh, did anybody ask where this game was going to be played at? It's at Heinz Field. This is Heinz Field. This is Pittsburgh, baby. Steelers Nation. The Steelers are going to win this game. Black and yellow, black and yellow. Hey, I need James Conner to go to for my fantasy team, so I might be a little skewed. I'm starting to get lost. He goes off hey, every week, Quinn. So. He goes off every week. He does. So I got the Panthers, I got the Panthers taking the L to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Is it a big L, though? I say they lose by 17. Wow. Yeah, don't Woo. know. Don't know which way it's going. I couldn't tell you the total Seven. denominator. They lose by 17 points. The Steelers are about to put people on notice. Mike Tomlin and him, in this offensive line, they're, they're on a mission. They're on a mission to prove, look. They're on a hot streak. I'll, we, th- I'll give you that. We've lost two games this season. Let's not go crazy here, Quinn. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. We, on. Lo- we lost two games this season. Yeah, that's cool. We tied one against the Browns. We should have won. We should have. I'm saying this is what the Pittsburgh Steelers are saying. Oh, oh, oh. I'm not. Come on now. You know. I, you thought, know you t- I thought you were talking no, about the Redskins. No, 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 no. I was like, no, what? We're talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. We lost two games this season. We should have beat the Browns. We didn't. That's a tie. But now we're heating up. And all this Le'Veon Bell talk is starting to piss us off. Oh, it's motivation. Mike, Mike Tomlin said we need volunteers. We don't need hostages. The offensive line does not care about this Le'Veon Bell drama. They're going to win this game. They're going to put the league on order to say we're one of the top teams once again. We want, we want the Patriots in the playoffs. We want to get there. So they're going to put the league on notice to tomorrow night, 820 on Fox, 17 point W for the Pittsburgh. And I've been That's right. I've bold. been right a lot, Lee. I know right. you've been right. Okay. I've been right a lot. We lately. know you've been right. Monday night. You know, you, did, you, did you pick Dallas to win on Monday night? Ooh. Yes, you did. You did. I picked the Tennessee Titans. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, oh, really, you're really feeling yourself, aren't you? Didn't you say you said Dallas was going to win? You and a, I was like, you got a couple retweets on Twitter. No, 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 no. This is just stats, baby. Mm-hmm. You said Dallas was going to win. I said, you know what? I'm with you. And then right in, in the midst of my argument, I changed my mind. Almost, almost like you knew. I know. Like someone told you. I know a lot of stuff, man. I do. Mm, but yeah. you did get the pick right about Boston and the Nuggets. Those Nuggets look for real. I'm telling you. Jamal Murray. Almost 50 Against points. my own boys. They had to Against do that. Against your they, Boston They had Celtics. to do that? I mean, come on. The Nuggets? That's your team now. That is that? No. That's, that's your team now. <laughs> oh, no. That's definitely your hey, team. Hey, you could use a new team right now, bro. Actually, nah, I don't even think you got time to talk about that. But Steelers, Panthers, tune in tomorrow night, 820 Heinz Field. It's going to be a show, even though Quentin doesn't think so. It's going to be a good game. Listen to me. It'll be close. It'll be tight. Two two hot teams going at each other. Everything's on the line. Let's play some football. Until next time, it's been Boston and Brew with the boy, Quentin Mayo and Jake Jones. We'll holler at y'all in the next episode. Have a beautiful evening. Peace. Peace. Peace.